0: What's up, Vankas?
1: Hello, Vankas.
0: Welcome to the Red Flags podcast. I am like shaking. I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, we're, in real, we're in real life <laughs> with a team principal of Alpha Romeo,
2: Fred Vasseur. How are you? Not that bad. It's a good, uh, a good atmosphere to be back and the uh, feeling is great. And, uh, okay, on the sporting side, we will see today, but uh, right. it was so far, low, okay.
0: Yeah. FP, FP2, you, guys, you came in second, how are you yeah, feel? yeah, but FP2 was a joke that... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why well, was it a, was joke. a joke? Don't, don't put <laughs> yourself down, Fred, come on. No,
2: because that we had to, to test the, the new Pirelli tires, and we are not all in the same sequence, and so it was very difficult to have a, a clear picture at the end of the session, but it's always much better to be at the top, even if the picture is not clear, than to be at the bottom with an unclear picture. <laughs> Okay, so for well, our listeners who don't know,
0: for the oh, right, right, you right. have an incredible eye for talent. You've scout you you've worked at foster talent like Charles, Claire, Lewis Hamilton, George Russell, Nico Rosberg, Botas, Ocon. Just you know,
2: Vettel, <laughs> Vettel, hey, <laughs> sorry, Four, four,
0: four, four championships. Sorry, right? I, you know, before our time, which was like six, <laughs> months, six months ago. So.
2: When have, when did you start? Um, <laughs> I think there was this TV show called, uh, on Netflix called, called Survivor. Yeah.
0: So we like to think we yeah. have an eye. You have an eye for on um, track talent. Mm-hmm. We have an eye for on screen talent. We saw you and we're like, this guy, untapped potential. How do we get you to become a star? Do you do, or do you Who even do you want, want that? He's
2: uh, mm. <laughs>
1: thinking.
2: No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the. Business is changing completely, that uh, probably due to part of you, that the the, the F1 is moving completely. We were in a very, very sporting environment the last uh, 25 years, just focused on pure performance, about the drivers, the car and so, and now it's becoming somehow a kind of show, Mm. thanks to Netflix also probably, thanks to the US market. We have uh, tons of new fans coming to us, uh, much more female, and so on. and and the feeling is great because that you know we are uh, traveling all together all the year uh, with the same fans over the world and with the same spirit. And now it's completely different. Now, regarding the the young kids, I think it's also a, a bit different that um, because they need to be a bit more open. They mm-hmm. need to have, a, and I think it's part of the game today. You are the young generation; they are really focused on the social media. Also, it means that uh, you have young young drivers doing more than the world champion. Um, and from my point of view and my understanding of what they are doing, for sure, the most important for me is the on track, but uh, the on track part of the job because at the end we are looking for results. We are not looking for social media and that. Uh,
0: and yeah, but you sometimes you, Brian, you want to ask him about the uh, comments he made earlier?
1: <laughs> well, you, you, you said that you whether you want to or not, the internet loves you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The internet loves you and, you. and you can give a great quote. You can give a, a great quote that the internet will take and, and, and love. You know, you had the, the, the quote about the, you, you know, sometimes the car breaks down, sometimes this happens, sometimes there's Latifi. And everyone, I mean, the internet was like—you knew what you were doing. We, there was a standing ovation <laughs> across across the internet. For that.
2: <laughs> so I mean, yeah, but even yeah. for La TV, because the week after he did the same. Well, yeah, he hit,
1: yeah,
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> I mean, he crashed into Joe. Joe was like, "What's this guy doing?" And the TV's like, "I didn't even know he was there." Like, how do you not know he's there? These are big cars. Yeah. Um, but you know, they do say you know, fame changes people. So what's Gunter Steiner like now? Is he just impossible to be around? Does he? Do you have to go through an assistant? Because <laughs> all. all of a sudden they, they, they announce him and they go. It's like he's. He, it's like he's bigger than the drivers. He's now. bigger than the drivers. This is crazy.
2: You know, I think that the sport is very demanding. That it's a psychological sport. That mean that you have really to have. You really need to be at one hundred percent to do it. And at some stage, if you lost. For different reasons, the, the self-confidence you are dead yeah. because that uh, I know that Tiffy for 15 years, <laughs> and if you have a look the year before with George Russell, he was doing very well. The last part of the season, he was matching George, and I think suddenly that he had a new teammate, perhaps that he was expecting to be the leader of the team, and uh, mm-hmm. and Albon is probably. Uh, one of the best one of this generation, and, uh, and and it was not the case. It was it was always a bit behind Albon, but on the paper, it's not a drama. Mm-hmm. But I think somehow he lost the the, the, the self confidence. He was convinced to be the leader, and he blew up. But, uh, mm.
0: So Zhou Guanyu, he's your he's your new driver. He's shown a lot of promise, um, but he's had a lot of mishaps beyond his control. Whether it's crashes that aren't his fault or engine failures. Not his fault, you know. How do you, because you work with a lot of young drivers? How do you take a young driver and like and and guide him through these sort of mishaps? Like, how do you, like, because you know their egos might be fragile at, at this at this young stage in their careers.
2: Yeah, sure, and this is crucial, and you have to keep them motivated and positive. But uh, each failure is different. Mm-hmm. That uh, he had some reliability issue more on your side than. Uh, uh, something else, and this is—it's okay to manage. It's, it's not the responsibility of the driver. Uh, he had the big crash in Silverstone, but again, it was not his fault. He was going straight, and he uh, was crashed into the sidepod. But this, for the uh, confidence, it's not an easy one to manage because it was a mega crash. And uh, when you watch the video ten times, you say, Oof, "Could I have been much worse." Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was always back, that, and uh, this is important also that is is uh, able to do a full reset and to come back the week after and to do a proper job. That uh, uh, on the top of this is a, a guy very team oriented, always open with the team, with a very good collaboration with his own teammates, and this is positive. And I think it's part of the, of the good season that we are doing. it's not just about point, is that he was able to create a very positive attitude into the team, a good emulation, and uh, it's key for us. Um, so let's
1: get a little bit lighter, talk about Joe's crash, a very intense thing for all. You know that was the biggest crash that we've seen. Yeah. But I want to talk about a little bit about you know, the, 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 the lifestyle around Formula
2: One. How's the how's, how's the how's the
1: food at Alfa Romeo? Not
2: that bad. Not that bad. Mm. <laughs> you want to come? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Are you extending yeah. <laughs> paddock passes to us? Is that that's an
1: invitation? We <laughs> got invitation. that. That's, that's an official invitation. That's an official invitation. That's an official that's invitation.
2: An official <laughs> invitation. Uh, <laughs> Kata, it's a request.
1: <laughs> no, he already he already said it. He so already said it. Yeah, that, so that's a that's legally uh, that's, binding. That's legally binding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I, you know, because you know, recently the food that the teams have been eating has been, you know, you know, under under scrutiny. So, you know, what? How's the how's the catering budget looking? You looking good? Are the croissants too too nice? Yeah, uh, we, are,
2: we are eating pasta. Yeah.
1: Pasta with butter.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: We had to stop the caviar on the Yeah. Okay. okay. no okay.
0: caviar no nothing caviar. Okay. okay just make it short so it's, been an issue. it's been an issue it's been an issue this <laughs> okay. is on me yeah. Checo's
1: out there releasing ads being like put it on my card I'm like maybe don't <laughs> maybe on the personal card Checo
0: people have said that I look like um, a poor man's uh, Antonio Giovinazzi is it weird do you feel like deja vu being in a room with me <laughs> like you're back with him
2: it was tough for Antonio yesterday because I think he put a lot of hopes into the session, he was in front of Mick, and it was uh, not a one-to-one, but uh, because I think that Gunther is a very clever guy and he explained to them that it's absolutely not the case and blah, blah, and blah, blah, but at the end for the drivers, they are into the car, they know perfectly that the only one on the grid with the same car is Mick Schumacher, they are contender for the car next year. Okay. And the outcome was not magic.
1: Maybe we need to get him in the car. Yeah. Because he looks. Do you see the resemblance? Do you see the the resemblance? (laughs) Do you see the resemblance? I will do the introduction to it. Do you see the. Yeah? We can get a picture. He's not seeing it. He's not seeing it. He's not even indulging this. You you don't compare. Okay. Okay. So here's here's a question You're You're a great scout of young driving talent. You're starting an 11th Formula One team tomorrow. You can pick any two drivers who are not currently on the grid.
2: Not on the grid. Not on the grid. On the grid. You have a
1: two drivers and a reserve. Who are you picking? Who's your starting lineup?
2: Yeah. Would take Théo pour mm-hmm. Sure. The second one is not so obvious for me.
0: <laughs> uh,
2: No, Theo and the other one. It's uh, you know that you, you can't have uh, uh, you have one world champion even each seven season. Perhaps that Max will stay for the next uh, three or four. Before this was uh, Lewis for seven season. Before was Vettel for season. It means that top champion. Probably that you have one guy coming in F1 each four or five years. Mm-hmm. We are not in the system that each year. It's mandatory to have two or three good drivers. That uh, sometimes you have two or three seats available, sometimes not. And, uh, the place is a good one in F1. They don't want to leave, and as long as they are not fired, they will stay. That, uh, and uh, but in the next couple of years, it's the Theo Porsche for me is a good one. That uh, I will do a one cartoon.
1: Okay. <laughs> one a, a, half of F one is politics, right? So
0: there you go. Um so uh two more questions. Um if all the team principals were to go carding,
2: what's the podium looking like? Would be mainly based on the weight and I would say Franz Tost. <laughs> 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 not Otmar, not Zach Braun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yes. okay.
2: We had one last year in Bahrain, uh, oh, really? yeah, yeah, but it w- was a drama. it <laughs> oh, <laughs> was, <the> <laughs> oh, was a good fight.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Is someone <to> <laughs> With who's, some
2: who, drivers. And who's putting so... people into the wall? No, no, I don't. I won't <laughs> speak more about no, this.
1: No, we're not recording. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hold on. yeah. We yeah, stop. Not, yeah. Like, yeah. Like <laughs> like it off. Next one. Okay. Next <laughs> one. Okay. Okay. I don't know if you're gonna like this. I don't know if you're. Okay. So, of the team principals. If you had to grab a beer with one, start a team with one, and send one to the stewards, who you pick it?
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> the beer, I will share the beer between uh, Toto, Otmar and, uh, and Gunther. But, uh, okay. Second question? <laughs> Get married, Get. <laughs> nobody,
1: <laughs> and send to the stewards. <laughs>
2: well, uh, I'm not keen to send someone to the stewards, okay? Okay,
0: okay, okay. that's fair, that's fair, but Fred, no, no snitch, Fred, that's right, Fred no snitch. But,
2: um,
1: let's be a stand up guy. Okay, earlier you just said, you know, you have Max in the next three or four years. You Do you see Max continuing his, his run of dominance in the next remaining years? It's
2: year? always also related to the performance of the car and the performance yeah. of the team. And it's very difficult to predict. But in our business, perhaps it will be a bit different in the future with the COSCA. But in our business, the setup of the team and so was always pushing into the direction to have a... Five or six years in a row with the same guys because they were able to attract the best drivers, the best engineers, the biggest budget, and somehow you are creating a positive spiral. It's why Red Bull won five or six years in a row with, right. uh, with Seb, and then it's very often when you have to, a change of regulation, then the domination can switch.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so, what, 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 what as a midfield? like lower-budgeted team, like what can you actually do to try to win a championship? Like what's the evil plan? What's your evil scheme? To win is
2: very ambitious. That... And we can find our motivation on something else. That we were P9 last year, that we fixed collectively and internally the target to be P7. We are P6 today, that we are more than happy with this. Uh, Now we want to fight and to keep P6 until the end. Uh, and then probably the next step would be to do a better job next year it means to to be able to fight with the four or five was mclaren and Enner and alpine because the, the first six months of the season we were able to stay with them and then at one stage we had a kind of a divergence of performance but uh, the, 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 basically that we are still uh, far away of the cost cap it means that if we want to improve in terms of pure performance the first thing to do is to be able to, to close the gap on the cost cap to find more more revenue for the team and to be able to continue to to develop all over the season when we had to slow down a little bit after May, uh, May-June.
1: We heard you in a, uh, another interview, you we were talking about, you know, talking, knowing Charles, you know, as he was coming up and you, you mentioned that sometimes he can be a bit too hard on himself. That sometimes he can be like, you know, do you feel that with this season, the way that it's gone, you know it's, it's you not
2: you yeah. no, no, it's not too hard with himself that he uh, is right to be hard with himself it's the right attitude to be mm-hmm. able to understand when he's doing a mistake not to put the responsibility on this on the on the stewards or on the track on the yellow flag or I don't know what or the uh, sometimes he went public with this mm-hmm. and this was probably a bit too much but he knows perfectly the story that uh, you can say to yourself, I'm a stupido, I'm not sure that you have to...
0: Right, right, right. He can, say, he can radio. say in his head, I am stupid, I am <laughs> yeah. stupid, but maybe not but on the radio. To jump on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You tell them to press that button less. It's like, you know, you could just say that. Disconnect <laughs> the button. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So
1: wait, every time when they talk, are they pressing a the button to talk? Or is it just on? Mm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's an active
0: decision to broadcast that. <laughs> he
1: was like, I want everyone to know, no. I am I'm stupid. Stupid. <laughs> Um, so in terms of you know the other you you're you've been in Formula One now for a few years in terms of the, the other you know circuits and, and and racing series you know how does formula one compare what 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 are the benefits of it do you miss aspects of 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 the other series you know
2: yeah for sure the, the basics are the same at the end uh, you have a team you have a driver, you have a car you have to develop the car and to develop the skills of the drivers to be performant and the, the, the basics are the same. The big difference is that in F1 you are, even if I'm spending a huge part of my life, focus on racing, proper racing, discussing with the engineers, with the drivers. I think it's quite obvious that you are a bit more far away of this, because you have much more other uh, obligations, right. and compared to the junior series or to endurance or so, where you are. Uh, one hundred percent of your time involved in the in proper racing. This could be a strange feeling that uh, sometimes I don't have the. I don't feel that I'm managing everything on the technical side, and this is frustration.
0: And to all our y- like, because you're obviously a, a young driver, whisperer. To all our young, super talented listeners, mm-hmm. do you have any advice to them that you give to 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 give to your Georges? to your young Vettel's, sorry about that earlier, to your young young Lewis's,
2: any advice? First, there is no uh, unique path to do it, that you don't have to compare uh, X and Y at at 12 because at some kids, they will get the maturity a bit later, some a bit earlier. And they will take different way to do it. That if you have a look on Lewis, that he did uh, uh, two seasons in Formula One and then two seasons in Formula Three, and uh, and then he went to Formula Two. He was successful in every single uh, category, but it took five years to go to the to the F1. When some other they want to speed up and they want to do uh, everything in two or three years. <coughs> I think that the most important is to adapt the curses to every single guy. But what we said before about Charles, it's a uh, a common quality and skills of all the guys world champion is that they are able to say okay guys, I did shit.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And we uh, very often the world champion are able to recognize that they did a mistake when the stupido they are not. Mm-hmm.
0: So, you think the worst drivers are the ones that are saying, like, who, who don't take responsibility?
2: It's not just responsibility, but sometimes it's... I remember perfectly Lewis in F3, F2. It was for really the guy who told me the most often, I forget the, the seance or the session, I had a poor drive. Mm-hmm. And this was very beneficial for the team because that's if the guy say, oh, I did a good job. And the result is not there, you will try to change the car, you will try mm-hmm. to modify something to and then you will take a wrong direction. But at the end of the day it's a sport. And you can have a Federer or Nadal putting the ball in the nets one day and yeah. losing against the guy who is one twenty on the classification. You you can have a poor day. And uh, but if the driver is not able to admit it, on work on business and our sport, you will change everything else and you will take a wrong direction. Um, but you need to be, to be very, very self-confident to be able to say, I did a poor job. Hmm. I'm still the best one, don't worry. But I did a poor job right, right. You have to hold yourself to yeah. a
1: higher standard. So you kn- we were talking about Lewis and how you knew him back before he was, you know, the behemoth of, uh, you know, yeah. uh, industry that he is. And now he's, you know, you, you've got Joe who's who's rocking the Prada. Was Lewis back in the day? I mean, he, he couldn't be rocking the same type of drip that he's rocking now. But, but <laughs> did you see the? Did you did you scout the, the, the future style icon that he was going to become? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> he has an eye. He has an eye for certain talent. takes yeah, one. I'll... Takes one to know one. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. what I mean?
2: Get that. At the office, I'm coming with the green pants and so on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right.
0: You, so you're saying Lewis learned his drip from you? That's right. <laughs> Did, <laughs> when he went to a stylist, he said, he said Give me the Fred Visorger. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <sighs>
2: Well, this was the best moment of my life.
1: Yeah, this was amazing. <laughs> yeah. We're we are so appreciative for yeah. coming on our, our ultimately stupid podcast. <laughs> we understand that you're very smart and you do very smart things all day, but yeah. we're very stupid. But, you know, we think we have something to <laughs> um We like to end this podcast. <laughs> this is going to kill it. Now, now, you might. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah. This, this you might take hurt. Take this or leave this. We say Vasat Vankas, which is inspired from the Drive to Survive when Gunther in episode one goes, we were look like rock stars, now we look like a bunch of vankas." Right.
2: So we say goodbye
1: vankas at the end of the pod. Would you honor us with a goodbye vankas?
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's our time, Vegas. Thank you so much, Fred, for coming on the pod.
0: And now we have a fucking bunch of wine co-